millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The Match Ball. Welcome to the show. The Matchball 30 is sponsored by Calidus, leading consultants in health and safety, project management, asset management, environmental services, and training. Visit wearecalidus.com for more information. I'm Dan Moylan, and I'm joined by Michael Normanton. Hello. And Moscow White. Daniel Chapman. Hello. Still there? Getting tired of it? <laughs> October now. Ryan Adams. Ryan Adams. Well, anything around? I mean, you're, you're into your popular music aren't you anything around the corner you think can shift it as a teenager obviously very much into music i've heard whispers of of stuff maybe getting in there you know that comedian vic reeves you've seen mm. him on the telly he's quite a funny man there are rumors of him putting some music out okay. i don't think that makes much sense though but uh we'll the see new kids on the block are they are they still going i think they're they're, they're hanging in there hanging tough yeah uh <laughs> etc uh, right Let's crack on with it then. Yorkshire Derby today. This is fun, isn't it? Sheffield United, who got promoted with us, are now languishing near the foot of the division because they're rubbish. It should have been fun. I mean, it was fun for a time, till it wasn't. We should have just battered them and left it at that. Well, we, we did batter them. It's just that we didn't leave it at that. Isn't it funny how in, in the games against Sheffield United, the keepers always seem to feature quite prominently. There's always a, a weird kind of keeper flex going on with it. Like, you know, Simon Tracy lost his head for fun. He's not even in goal for them. It's Phil Kite. And uh, he gets involved in this. But we'll get to all that in due course. He's been flying this season, hasn't he? Yeah. Hey. Mm-hmm. Flapping a little bit. Your kite. Yes. They've had, yeah. they've had him on strings. strings. Yeah. yeah. I've you know, nothing to add. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we look like we're playing Watford today, but we're not. We are playing Sheffield United in their away kit. Yellow shirts with the black sponsor on, red shorts and socks. We are in the traditional all-white lining up. John Lukic in goal, Mel Sterling, Tony Dorigo, David Batty, John McClelland, Chris White... Steve Hodge, Carl Schutt, Lee Chapman, Gary McAllister and Gary Speed with Fairclough making it back to the bench and an absolute Rolls-Royce of a player. So Michael Whitlow on there as well. So the injury's still still nibbling at us a little bit. Strachan's still out, but Chris Fairclough on the way back. Strachan on the bench in a, a suit and tie. It's not what anybody wants to see, is it? For Sheffield United, yes. Phil Kite in goal for them. Tom Cowan, Brian Gale, Paul Beasley, Bob Booker, Mike Lake. And we got Ian Bryson, Jamie Hoyland, John Gannon, Charlie Hartfield, and Tony Agana lining up for them. So no Brian Dean. You know that lad from Leeds? Seems to score quite a lot of goals for them, doesn't he? He's not in the lineup today. Carl Bradshaw and Dane Whitehouse on the bench. And Dave Bassett, of course, uh, Sergeant Wilco's great friend in the opposite dugout at Ellen Road. Phil Kite once disappeared with Brian Gale. <laughs> hey, that's excellent. That's good. Well, well done. With Bassett and Wilco in opposite dugouts, we're also at opposite ends of the table as well because they're right down the bottom. Uh, always like one win they've got in their opening 11 games. Pathetic. It's strange though. The worse the blunts seem to be getting, the harder we seem to find it to beat them when we were in the title race. So they were obviously, you know, to get promoted with us, they were second place. 
in the end, very good side in Division 2. We walloped them 4-0, um, but we've not quite repeated that since we got promoted. And certainly, although we did race off into a, a comparable lead, holding it, um, we ended up holding each other. It is hard to explain exactly what happened here because we are absolutely dicking them to the point where when we go four up, it's, uh, you know, we got to that polite applause stage of goals going in where you realise that ah, this game's won now. It's all over. But um, let's get to that. So 1-0, five minutes in, uh, Mel Sterling always seems to be involved against uh, Sheffield United. He hates them. There's no disguise to that. Mel Sterling hates Sheffield United and thinks it's hilarious. And Carl Schutt, no doubt, hating Sheffield United after his uh, little wedding incident that we still haven't got to the bottom of, have we? It's not been reported what happened there. Some sort of wedding in Sheffield. They're just old school um, Wilco's army. I mean, Mel is from Sheffield anyway, so is a, a Wednesday fan. And Schutter played with him for Wilco's team. And, you know, obviously we've got Chapman was at Wednesday for a, a long time. Who else have we got from um, Sheffield? I think that's I think that's it for this lineup. But there's enough Sheffield United dislike in there. You know, knocking around the place, we've still got Imre Varadi in the squad and players like that who, uh, if I remember rightly, Varadi and Sterland uh, used to play cards with uh, Simon Tracy, the, the goalkeeper. Did he drop them? Sheffield United. So they've all, uh, they have that kind of healthy rivalry. Anyway, to that first goal. And Sterling with a, a subtle throw in on the right. Trying to throw it into the net, I yeah. imagine. Com- some some uh, complex interplay. Beautiful. No, it's not. He, he absolutely lobs it in uh, from the right. It gets headed away by the defender, but it just falls to Hodges inside the area. And he just sort of scoops it into the far corner. It seems just far too easy, this goal. It's a careful volley, isn't it? The ball is dropping. And uh, rather than uh, smack it into the top corner, he kind of um, just me- redirects it as it drops to the ground so that it bounces in a very straight line just inside the post. So the last thing you'd expect him to be doing, you'd, you've seen balls drop like that and people, you know, will divert, they'll welly it over the kind of hook it and put it into a top corner or something, but he's gone. It's almost like uh, a put in golf. Mm. I'm going to put it there. That's a good description. That. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, so you much. don't bounce the ball. If you, I think you'd get told off if you started bouncing a ball across a green. Uh, and equally, if you did take Especially a big... Especially if it was a football. If you took a big metal... studs. Took a big, well, if you took a big metal golf stick onto a football pitch, you're going to get told off for that as well, aren't you? So Shutty hits the post from a corner in the first half, and it's 2-0 then on 29 minutes. Now, this looks dubious to me. I mean, we've seen the replays since this game. It didn't look like it was handball inside Ellen Road today, and the replays certainly don't make it look like it was because he's penalised Phil Kite for handling outside the box it looked to me like he let go of the ball long before it travelled over the, the edge of the area but maybe maybe the linesman knew better than me I don't know yeah, to clarify it was uh, he was kicking from his hands wasn't he yeah so the accusation is that he took too many steps outside his penalty area before dropping the ball and kicking it and so handball um, I wonder I mean I don't want to accuse anybody of corruption but I do know that Mel Sterling likes to bet on uh, these games, whether he's at a whether the the linesman is maybe adjacent to one of his card schools, which is still which is still legal at this point, we should say. Yes, you can bet you can bet on the the matches. Uh, Lee Chapman always bets on himself to score first, although he's not done that for a, quite a long time. And um, maybe he has. He's just kept quiet because he's losing all his money. And Mel always has some uh, money on himself against Sheffield United, which may. But be, was was this his goal? Relevant or, again? Was this his goal, or he certainly claimed it maybe for this reason? Because we're shooting towards the south stand end, from obviously from the very edge of the area, it's one of those intricate three-man setups with a little touch and a step over and a 
well, and then a welly from uh, from Mel. And he does hit somebody in the wall on the way through. I think it's one of our players, but it's hard to tell exactly who it was. It all happened so quickly, but it does deflect in the net anyway. Try taking that goal off him. Well, okay, try taking it yeah. off him while that big arm of his is spinning round in celebration. And he's windmilling, isn't he? There, it is. it's a great, it's a great celebration. Is this one? It's probably a something you'll have seen before, but it's uh, yeah, he's he's loving it. You can tell it means an awful lot to him. Potentially means a little bit too much to him to score against them. What's happened is we have a player in the wall, and I think it might be Gary Speed who jumps to give a gap for Mel, and Mel perfectly does find the gap beneath the jumping speed but it deflects off his toes and kind of redirects past the goalkeeper. But you're giving that goal to Mel Sterling, especially because I can picture him saying to, to Gary Speed, you got all the looks, give me the goal. <laughs> yeah, it, polite, it polite young way. Gary Speed isn't going to try and take this off him, is no. he? Please, please, Melvin. <laughs> well, no dispute in um, the next goal anyway, because he very definitely hit the penalty that resulted from this on 38 minutes. So barely 10 minutes later and it's 3-0. And it's... There, are, there is a bit of disputing it if you're Gary McAllister. Nah, it's game over, isn't it, this? I mean, d- disputing who uh, who played the final ball into the net, because that was Mel, Mel Sterling. But there was a bit of a, should we say, disagreement about who was going to be taking this one. And Mel definitely wanted it. I mean, he's out of order here, isn't he? Yes, let's be, let's be perfectly honest about it. <laughs> Gary McAllister takes the penalties. Just because we're two up and we're playing Sheffield United doesn't mean that he gets the right to just have it. Well, it is worth saying Strachan normally takes the penalties and presumably there is a pecking order in which McAllister is next. Mm. But then the next hitch that they come up against and you can see McAllister was was turning to the day's captain saying, are you going to sort this out and assert your authority to assert my authority as penalty taker? But the captain in Strachan's absence and with Fairclough on the bench is David Batty. And I don't think Batty particularly gives a toss. (laughs) Sort it out yourselves. Whoever got one of you. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of McAllister's, uh, and you can kind of see his sinking feeling as his last thing. Well, I'll get the captain over to sort this off. God say it's bats. Well, let's talk about the build up to the penalties or before we get to the execution of it. Some lovely stuff from McAllister. Some really nice football in this one. Certainly not the industrial kind of lob it into the box stuff, but uh, McAllister gets it on the right hand side. And what a touch this is as well. It's a great crossfield pass to Speed on the left, and he uh, takes it beautifully, plays it to the underlapping fullback. Tony Dorigo is racing into the box, and is it Bryson? Mm. Bill Bryson, distracted by uh, his um, trips across America writing books, pulls down the Australian. Maybe he was uh, asking him for some local information. Um, it was quite. By. It was cute by Dorigo, wasn't it? This to he did that thing where you go across the the defender, and he's. You know, whether he's felt a heavy touch or a light touch, he's gone down under it. And um, Mike Whitlow wouldn't have gone down. But what well, it does- Mike Whitlow would have been going too fast because Mike Whitlow is like a racing car going into turbo. So once he starts, it's very difficult to slow him down. What Dorigo So you say he runs it out of play. What what's Dorigo, what Dorigo has done is as he runs across uh, Bryson, he kind of slows down a little bit to make sure Bryson runs into him and then he goes flying. It's cute. It is very, very cute. Um, £1.3 million worth of penalty won. And it is, uh, following the arguments, it's Mel Sterling who takes it. Um, it's quite close to the keeper, this, isn't it? But he hits it with enough power that it's just sort of, I think it's quite close to his body, but too close for him to get his hand down to it, if you know what I mean. So if you put your hand down to it, it's just going to slip between your hand and your foot. But it's it's hit hard. It's well-placed even if it is quite close to the goalkeeper. But Mel doesn't give a toss, does he? It's very well celebrated. Yeah. I mean, it's a terrible penalty. We really should. If the keeper stands completely still, he can just dangle his left foot out and and save it. But because he's he's, I think he's taken a bit of a step to his right, and then he tries to correct it, and it's too late, and he can't quite get down to it. Mm-hmm. I imagine Gary McAllister would have been furious if it if the keeper had just stood still and booted this out, which he could have done. 
Because he doesn't eat... Give it, 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 hard. Hard. it hard, Michael. Not that hard, though. He did. Hard enough that Mel, not, Mel knows what he's doing. He's putting his foot through this. Not hard for Mel. Mel can hit it twice as hard. Mm. Didn't Mel need to, could though, have taken he? his head off, but he, you know, it went in, in the end, and uh, Gary McAllister's furious face suggests <laughs> everybody will have forgotten about it, and uh, it puts us 3-0 up anyway. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Three nil at half time, and the uh, newly relocated family stand in the south stand enjoying all the goals, and they go straight up the other end in front of the cop and make it four nil just after half time. Forty seven minutes. I mean, we were praising Gary McAllister's precise crossfield pass that set up the the penalty. He's gone off injured at half time, and so it's um, a, another precise ball out of defence. <laughs> That, Pinpoint. Uh, Michael Whitlow is playing um, that sets this one up. It's a beautiful, um, even over an even longer distance, I think, than uh, McAllister managed. He was only going across the pitch, whereas this is from one end to the other. Beautiful stuff. Cross field across, yeah, it covers most of Ellen Road over towards the uh, the northeast corner, doesn't to it? To find Lee Chapman's head from a range of, what, 78 yards? McAllister can't do that. That's you know we, we've lost nothing for for Gary Mack going off and, and Whitlow coming on. Double flick on for this one as well. So Chapman wins that first header, which is obviously the difficult one, but the ball made it easy, didn't it, Moss? Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's just come to meet it on the edge of the penalty area, and it's uh, it's like a gentle kiss from Mike Whitlow himself, and um, he he flicks the ball into. Uh... This is turning into like erotic fan fiction, isn't it? Now, <laughs> so then further across the box to Gary Speed, who flicks it on again. Steve Hodge uh, Hodge lets it down terribly by letting it bounce. This could have mm. gone end-to-end without a bounce if he'd only got there a bit sooner and volleyed it, but it's a a half volley. Huge credit to Speed as well, because he didn't put a lot on this, but he did it exactly right. He just steered it into Hodge's path. And Hodge, 
you have to say, looking like pretty a good buy now. Just yeah. keeps popping up with these goals, doesn't he? And he does take this one well as, as well. It's because um, it has bounced right in front of him, and he's he's very close in. But it's still a. It would be easy to just lash it anywhere on this sort of a goal, but he's uh, it's a good finish. Yeah, it's a calm finish in front of the goalkeeper when he's put through, and you can see in the celebrations, Gary speaking, a big thumbs up and a clap to Mike Whitlow, the architect of the <laughs> of the move. Um, but it did look like a training ground one. That second flick from speed felt calculated to me. It's not, and knowing how much work and practice they put into set pieces. None of this happened by accident. Whitlow will have been pumping that ball forward hour after hour after hour, and it worked. It's dark. It's dark at uh, Fullerton Park, and he's still there doing it, isn't he? Presumably, and, we uh, don't uh, practice defending 4 0 leads, though. Well, look, let's first of all deal with the joy of this. And that's what I was on about when I was saying there was like a, almost like a polite ripple of applause when the fourth went in because it's, it's a thumping, isn't it? It's a hiding. The game's over. It's just after half time. And, you know, like Bassett's probably said to them, get out there and win the second half, or whatever he said and uh, Leeds have put it to bed, and there are chants as well from uh, our fans of, you're in the wrong division, which seems fair, however. <laughs> yeah, what happens then? Um, I mean, it's this, they get one 54 minutes when they get their get their, open, their first goal, and it's a it's a fairly well-worked goal, I suppose, quickly taking free kick down the left, cross in, header, fine, 4-1, that's all right still, and it, then it gets to 76 minutes. We've still basically been in charge of it. Speed's nearly scored from a corner. I mean, we had and we then, had a couple of chances, didn't we? Actually, with the speed almost going for a corner. We had one ruled out for offside too, didn't we? Which I think we should have stood. That, that was shutty, wasn't it? He wasn't happy. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the linesman has made up for his previous error, even if it wasn't the same <laughs> linesman. I've no idea. But anyway, yeah, four two then on seventy six. Uh, what does Shut do here? Because he's done all the good stuff when he had that offside goal denied, and then he's had a moment of madness because he's kind of he kind of drops deep to try and pick the ball up back into our own half, over towards the West Stand, and for reasons best known to himself, plays an incredible through ball, but for Tony Agana. Yeah, he's kind of being tackled as it happens, and I don't know if that's enough to completely mess up what he's attempting, a back pass to Lukic, but Lukic is in his six-yard box, shuts near enough on halfway over on our left wing, and his pass rolls perfectly into... Uh, Tony Agana's path just outside the penalty area. So it's really, it's it's about 15 yards away from John Luke <laughs> and not with the spit, like even if Agana hadn't intercepted it, it's not getting any closer to John Lukic than it has got. So it's a really, I mean, it's the simplest finish in the world for a, a striker with the, the quick feet and quality finishing ability of Tony Agana. We should keep an eye on him. Yeah, I mean, Lee Chapman's not scoring many, is he? So... Maybe a, some kind of swap deal, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Shorter, he'll have he'll have heard a lot about this from Mick Hennigan after the game. I think. Anyway, uh, Shorter, what are you playing at, Shorter? You daft bastard! Uh, Eighty-three minutes. It made for an uncomfortable last uh, last seven. It got back to four-three. What happened here? Well, it's a free kick, just pumped into the box, really. And and John Lukic, we're not the most convincing punch in the world. I think it's Shorter's done his head in. He's got inside his head. He thinks he needs to come out, come on to the edge of his box or everything. Now he's just running out. But yeah, he comes for this free kick and touches of Grobbler the other week. Yeah, a little bit gets mm. a a crap punch on it, and it basically just falls to Bradshaw, who's got to just kick it into a a vacated net. Mm. But anyway, we hang on. We did hang on. Yeah, and uh, it's it's funny, isn't it, how you're cruising and a game can turn like that. And Wilco, in his own inimitable style, not that impressed. This is possibly one of the. Uh the bitchiest comments I've ever heard from Wilco. He says, it proved that goals don't necessarily make 
great matches. There's a lot of side eyed a lot of different people there. He's he's calling out people who like goals and uh, will make that assumption that oh four three I bet that were a good game. And then he's also calling out. I don't know, people start, I don't know what the other side of it is, basically. <laughs> people like entertainment. People that like entertaining football, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they, yes, so he's, he's getting at people who, who think you need goals to have a, a great match. He's um, a big fan of the exciting nil-nil, his World Cup. Well, probably more the exciting one nil, he'd want yeah. the win. But um, yeah, so he's um, he, get, he manages to pack a lot of Wilkinson into just one sentence. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a remarkably short sentence, given Howard's track record. We also found out that in the uh, in the run up to this, that Chris White and Gary McAllister were only past fit to play on the morning of the game. So maybe a little bit ex- of excuses, you know, because it's that we had to take McAllister off at half time. So maybe we lost our shape a little bit. Because um, what are you a- saying about the sub? Well, I'm not. I'm just saying it. Fault. It, it. I mean, we had to change our plans. Our mm. form and shape had to change. Not that it's no value judgment on Michael Whitlow, who came on and did a sterling job. And to be fair, it, it was an excuse that he got in before the game because he was saying. Um, after the last match that he really had, if you asked him to name a team for Sheffield United, he wouldn't have a clue. Yeah. And not to mention um, Mel Sterling going off because he's taking a bit of a whack there. But do we know what's happened there yet? Trying too hard. That's what he's done. <laughs> Hitting the ball too hard. Dislocated his shoulder with that celebration, probably. We've got the games piling up a little bit now because we've got Scunthorpe with the second leg of the of the League Cup, which is not really helpful in terms of nursing players back to health. But some good news elsewhere because Man United dropped points nil-nil at home to... Uh, to Liverpool and just having a look through the results from, from this weekend Arsenal beating Chelsea 3-2 Villa 4 Luton 0 Everton 3-1 against Spurs we won obviously 4-3 against Sheffield United Oldham and Southampton won all QPR 0 Forest 2 Wednesday 4 Crystal Palace 1 uh, West Ham losing at home 1-0 to Coventry and Wimbledon 3 Norwich City 1 uh, with the Sunday games Man United 0-0 at, uh, with Liverpool and Notts County 1 Manchester City 3 leaves it a little uh, a little closer at the top We've closed the gap from six points down to four. Man United have played 11 and they're still unbeaten, but they have 27 points. We have played 12 a game more and we have 23 points with um, Arsenal, Sheffield Wednesday and Coventry still hanging in there, all on 20, uh, making up the top five. And Notts County losing on uh, Sunday. They're our next opponents. And if you remember a while ago with their, their this Neil Warnock character in charge, they were up the top half of the table, but it feels like things are getting a, l- a little bit more into the right places with Manchester City, who are sixth, beating them 3-1, uh, putting them down to 16th for Notts County. Because, yeah, if you remember, they were sort of in the top six with a negative goal difference, weren't they? And that, that, can't, that could only last for so long. The referees have got it in for them. Four teams go down this season as well, don't they? So um, it's putting Sheffield United in a bit of a... Sheffield a, United plus three of us. A hairy, a hairy spot. Well, they've, they're bottom on six points with only one win still. Five points adrift from West Ham, who are in uh, in 18th. So, long road back for them, that you would have thought. Yeah, they'll not do it. No? No. I mean, it did get a little bit close at the end of Elland Road. I mean, that's kind of equivalent. If you look at the uh, the first division table being bottom of it with one win after 12 games, that's definitely 4-0 down at half time, And they might get back to 4-3 by the end of the 90 minutes, but they're not staying up. No. Okay, that's a bold claim. Well, I'm not that bold, really. Cause get down. Okay. Your blunts get down. Mel Sterling will have a big bet on them going down as well. Uh, so looking at the fixtures to come, we have got that um, that Scunthorpe game, which is a bit of an inconvenience, really, that, isn't it, with all the injuries we were carrying, as I said. But then we look ahead to Notts County. Got an international break as well, so maybe that will allow a few of our injured players to get back to fitness if they don't get forced into playing for Scotland in the meantime. 
Right, well, we will reconvene on October the 19th when we face Notts County, and we'll speak to you then. The March Ball. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.